When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of BXB, Bronx Baseball, the Yankees podcast from Odyssey and WFAN. Along with my co-host, Keith McPherson, I'm Sweeney Murdy, and we are pleased to be joined by Yankees catcher. Hold on, Keith. Let me get this right. Yankees all-star catcher, gold glove winning catcher, Platinum Glove winning catcher, Clemente Award nominee, and Heart and Hustle Award uh, winner for the Yankees. I think I got all of them. That's Jose Trevino. Jose, how you doing today? I'm good, guys. How y'all doing? Did I, awesome, did I get man. that right? Is, is there anything else? That, did you like win some other like Good Samaritan uh, Awards? That I didn't. No, uh, it don't matter anymore. So that's last year. So it don't matter. I there love you. it, Jose, 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 Jose. <laughs> Uh, you put it behind you. That good man. I like that. Uh, so, all right. So at this point of the off season, you've been out, uh, you know, you got a chance to kind of rest and recover from the season. You're back in workout mode. I know. Yeah. Uh, what was it like in the kind of the immediate aftermath of losing to the Astros? Uh, maybe what your interactions were with the team coming out of that and then trying to get yourself recharged and ready to go. Yeah. You know, um, it stung a little. Uh, I mean, that was my first playoff experience, um, and I learned a lot. And I learned uh, I learned so much just from how everybody carried themselves throughout the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it stung. It definitely stung. It made you. Uh, it made these days that I come to the gym. You know, you think about that kind of stuff. You think about it. Hit it hit a little different, man. I think uh, it was something I was waiting for my entire like career, my entire life, uh, and to go that far and come up short. You know, it hurts. Um, I've been a part of a 102 loss season and now I've been a part of a 99 win season. I know on both ends of the spectrum, uh, and now I've been to the playoffs. I've seen what it's like. I know what, what it takes. Um, but man, it, it, it definitely stung. And I know coming in here, I know I can speak for a lot of guys like the off season's tough because, you know, one thing, you know, you want to get better at everything, but like those memories keep popping up the memories of, you know, what, what you could have done, what you could have done better, um, what you can do better. And I think that's what pushes everybody uh, in the off season. At least uh, for me, that's what I do. Whenever I come in here, I, I just, I keep thinking about those moments where I could have done something better or, you know, I could have, I could have done something different and that's what keeps me motivated and keeps me pushing. Well, I'd rather hit on a little bit of a lighter note, um, <laughs> man. I saw a video of your son, and uh, his favorite player we know is Aaron Judge. He yeah. hits homers. <laughs> yeah. how, how excited was he to hear that Judge is signed, Judge is coming back, yeah. and he'll have uh, plenty uh, more Judge homers in his near future? Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I, I heard a lot of people wanted to see Josiah's live reaction to us telling you know Aaron Judge is coming back. I don't think he quite understands yet. Uh, he thought he was getting traded. So he was like, oh, is he still going to get traded? Like, is he getting traded? And then he watch, he watches TV. So he's like, is he getting traded to the Giants? Or is he getting traded to, you know, the Yankees? Like, what's going on? So he really didn't know. Uh, he's all of us, Jose. The rest of everybody was feeling the exact same thing. But he didn't know, like, he was a free agent. He didn't know any of that. But I, we, we told him, you know, we told him, hey, you know, Aaron Judge is staying with the Yankees. And he kind of looked at us and was like, okay. So like he almost was just like oh, okay like yeah he should I like all of us like you said yeah he he belongs in pinstripes so yeah wait so how did you find out is it true that Judge sent all you guys a, a message the night before to let everybody know and w- was there like a big group chat with you guys kind of you know all getting everybody pumped up for the season again 
that between us. I'll keep that between the guys, the fellas. Uh, but when when I heard it, you know, it was exciting for sure. And you, yeah, I mean, you you got to know him pretty well. Like, did you yeah. were, were you ever scared that he was going to leave? Man, honestly, like that dude. This dude is is New York. Like this dude, you know, screams the representation of a New York Yankee. You know, and I, I know everybody's talking about it, but like in no time, this dude's going to have a capital letter, you know, on his jersey pretty soon. Like there's no surprise. He should. He's earned it. He deserves it, uh, man. And he's like, I mean, I can't wait to start calling him Cap, man. Like, seriously, like this dude is is everything you want in a leader, everything you want uh, in someone to represent your team. And 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 if if that guy's leading the charge for us, I mean, I have full confidence in that. Awesome, man. Now, uh, Aaron Judge just turned 30. And you just turned 30. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Yeah. I, I expect you to go on to hit 62 homers <laughs> like Judge hit in his year 30 season. Uh, tell yeah. us about how you spent your birthday and how you feel as a big 3-0. You're a grown yeah. man now. Yeah, no, I, I spent it with some family and friends. Uh, we got together. We hung out a little bit. You know, uh, some people that, you know, are special to me. I uh, was able to celebrate with them and uh, – yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it feels it feels good. I guess thirty, getting a little older, but uh, also getting a little bit wiser. I guess. I mean, you know, twenty nine couldn't have been a better year for you, right? I mean, I mean, you got you got traded to the Yankees, and all these good things happened to you. And I mean, yeah. you shared throughout the course of the year with us a lot, Jose, about you know what it meant to you and what your you know what it meant to your family, and um, you know, getting traded to the for a kid who grew up in Texas, getting traded to the Yankees was kind of a lifelong dream. I mean, yeah. you know, I know we're getting close to the end of the year and you got to turn the page on into 2023, which I guess you kind of already have starting to work out and getting ready for season and all. But I mean, have you had a chance to just, you know, kind of pinch yourself and, and think about like what kind of a year you had? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, kind of sit around at home uh, a couple days after the, the playoffs, I kind of did a little bit. Um, but like I said earlier, man, it's, it's in the past. Everybody's congratulating me. I mean, once the, everything kind of went through and the gold glove, the platinum, all that stuff kind of went through, it was like, all right, well, you know, I always tell myself, I tell everybody this too. I'm like, anybody can do it once. Uh, I had a catching coach tell me that one time after I won one in the, in the minor leagues, he's like, Hey, anybody can do it once. So next year I won it again. He's like, Hey, there's a lot of people that have done it twice too. So I mean, for myself, like I, I just, I try not to, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get lost in it. I don't want to, kind of be like well I've done this and I've done that like uh, but again I don't want to forget what I've done I don't want to I, I want to be able to look back and be like yeah this is what I've done I'm proud of it these are my accomplishments yes is there more to get better at a hundred thousand percent yes like I want to get better at everything I, I don't want to stay the same I don't want to be the same player that I came in last year you know I want to be better I had to dig up the photo from All Star when when I found you in the hotel. So, um, you know, speaking about doing it again, you were an All Star last year, and I loved watching you and Nestor at the game, and then coming home and then listening to um, you guys mic'd up. It was just amazing. I don't know, as a Yankees fan, and looking at you guys in your first All Star game together, that battery. Like, uh, tell us about the experience in LA, and you know, now that you've crossed that off. I'm sure you're you're motivated to be an all-star again. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great time. You know, I was able to be a part of of history with some elite players, man. And I mean, you can't nobody can ever take that away from me no matter what happens. And I'm I'm proud of that. I can hang my hat on that. Uh but but like you said, yeah, do I want to do it again? Yes, of course. I would love to do it again. Would I trade it in for a world, world series? Hell yeah, I would. Like that's, I mean, that's, I've done, I, I, I tell everybody this too. I'm like, I've got the accolades that I wanted, you know, that's great. All that, all that is great, but I want to win a world series. I want to win a world series as a New York Yankee. I want to win a world series for New York. Like that's, I mean, that coming into this year, like that's on my mind as much as, yeah, I want to repeat everything I did. Cool. But if I don't, and I win a world series, I'm a hundred percent happy. Jose, uh, you and I spent uh, some time last summer talking about the captain and, and mm -hmm. on all reliving all the uh, the Yankees' glory years. That you know, Keith was a little boy and and uh, and lived through all those too, right? Um, there was a time when the Yankees clubhouse was filled with nothing but people with like handfuls of World Series rings. 
Yep. Right now, there's only one player who has one ring, yeah. and that's Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. And he's another key free agent that the Yankees brought back before yep. Judge signed. I know you got close to him, too, and kind of helped you. You yep. saw the kind of leadership that he brings to the clubhouse. Yep. Can you kind of explain to fans what what's special about him as a leader and what that World Series ring, that experience means to a group like you? Yeah, no, 100%. You know, like you said, Rizzo is the only one that has a World Series, but – he brings so much more. Uh, his calmness, uh, his ability to keep everybody else calm, you know, his ability to speak on some things that guys have never been to, you know, guys like myself, I've never been to the playoffs, you know, him pulling me aside and going like, hey, man, like, just be yourself, man. And like that, that calms you. And, you know, you need somebody like that. And I'm glad, I'm glad Rizzo's back. He's a huge part uh, of what we did last year. Uh, I'm excited uh, to see what he can do this year. I got to ask you about our guy, Higgy. Uh, that's another thing I love that you guys work together. I remember hearing Meredith report on how, like, you know, you guys are like the first guys in the building, last guys out. You work together. You have notes. And uh, as a tandem, I don't know if you're into Dragon Ball Z. I looked at you guys as like a fusion. Like <laughs> Yankees catchers, you know, love seeing you guys root for each other, love seeing you guys work, work yeah. together. Can you talk a little bit about Kyle Higashioka? Man, that guy – like what people don't understand, man, is that I needed that guy. Like I needed him. And he was right there every step of the way. Um, one of my, I like to pride myself on preparation, man. And but you know, getting to know a whole new pitching staff in two days, that's tough. Uh, and what people didn't see was that Higgy was right there with me, man. Like he's like, Hey, this is Michael King. This is what he likes to do. Hey, this is Clay Holmes. He likes to do this. This is Jonathan Wiseco. You need to be ready for this, but do this. And he was just firing off on all cylinders, man. He knew those dudes, like, quick. And I got to know them quick. I barely knew their names, but I knew what they were throwing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Higgy meant meant a lot to me. He still does, man. He's, I mean, one of my favorite guys to work with for sure this far in my career, man. Like, dude, I owe that dude a lot, you know. And and anytime, if something went wrong, he was right there. Hey, man, pick your head up. You're good. If something went good, he's like, he's, he's the first guy I see. You know what I mean, and I and and I love that. I love that about him, uh, because that's what I like to do. You know what I mean. And and you look at every good team that wins a World Series, man. They got two good catchers. They got two good catchers that cheer for each other. They don't care. Like, I I want Higgy to hit 50 home runs. You know what I mean. Like, I want us to win. I want us to win a World Series. Whatever we have to do to win a World Series. Uh, and and for me, like Higgy was an important part of me this year because he helped me so much. So much with scouting reports, so much with getting to know the guys. We'd game plan together. We'd, we'd bounce ideas off each other when we saw something from the dugout. If there was something like we didn't see something, we'd come right to each other and be like, hey, man, like, what did you see? Like, is there anything you see? He's like, oh, yeah, try this, you know. And Higgy's, Higgy's awesome, man. Like, this dude has been – he's been great. He's been great to me, uh, you know. And, and, and moving forward, you know, that relationship's going to continue to grow. Jose, you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, really how badly you want to win a World Series. And and every player does. And, and you know, it's kind of this, you know, part of this thing that you latch on to as you, as you go through your career. Is there, a, as you look back at this past season, is there something that you've seen that, um, is there an area where you, you came up short against the Astros, something that uh, specific that maybe you got to do to get over the hump there? I know one of the things that we talked about a lot and, and I've tried to explain, you know, when when you hear about, uh, you know, having DJ LeMayhew out and other guys out and you didn't have your full lineup there, a, a lot of times people say, well, that's just an excuse. Well, it's also a reason as far, you know, and, and, and I, don't, I know that to me there's a difference between injuries and excuse, uh, between, um, you know, reasons and excuses. And yeah. I think injuries are a legit reason, but it's not always one that everybody wants to accept because you're the Yankees. You're just supposed to win. Yeah. Is there something besides the health of your lineup that maybe you guys need to do better that gets you over that hump? No, man, I think it's, I think, you know, we played great defense. We, we, we pitch well. Um, obviously we just score more runs, man. We're going to come out. I think we're going to put our, I mean, everybody's going to work hard this off season. And I think, um, offensively you know we're gonna get it together man we're we're a good group of hitters we know that you know we ran up against a a good a good rotation you know and we know what to expect uh so I think I think if it's anything for me for me personally it's offensively just picking up picking up the slack that I didn't I didn't you know I I necessarily didn't 
pick up. Uh, but I think for me, is definitely going to be an emphasis on the on the offensive part, um, and then just get keep getting better defensively, man. Do whatever I can do to help that pitching staff out. Uh, but you feel like you talked about the World Series, man. I felt so close. I felt really close. And and usually when I feel close to things and I get a taste of them, I try. I I I, I want more of it. So uh, that's kind of some motivation right there. You are close. The Yankees are close. The fans know yeah. they're yep. close. You're in the final four. Um, let's talk about when you were traded, because uh, a lot of fans are talking about moves and trades that'll be made. Um, you were traded in spring training. And honestly, yeah. a lot of us weren't familiar with you when you came over, but we got familiar really quick. Can you speak to what it was like getting that call? You're with the Texas Rangers. Next thing you know, you got to ship out and uh, go to the Yankees. but that's when the dream really started. Can you run us through what that was like for you last year? I mean, I think all spring, uh, it was a shortened spring, but all spring I knew as soon as uh, the Rangers had signed Garver, I knew that, you know, something was going to happen. And in the back of my head, I was like, I'm the odd man out. You know what I mean? Like playing GM in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely the odd man out. But like, I know what I bring to the table. Um, I know what kind of offseason I had. I know what I was prepared for. And uh, I was actually like, all right, well, there's two ways I can go about this. I can either go into camp and be like, you know, man, I'm going to get traded, blah, 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 be sad, be be mad about it, whatever, whatever. Or I can go into spring training and actually make this decision hard on them, uh, make it tough for them to make a decision, make them, you know, drag it out to the end, make them really have to make a choice. Uh, and that's what I wanted to do. I made that choice where I was going to come in every day, no matter what the circumstances were, whether I heard something about me getting traded or whether somebody came out to me and was like, Hey, I heard you getting traded. I didn't give a crap. Uh, but I, I just, I, I didn't care every day. I was going to come into spring training. I was going to help my teammates. I was going to help my, my, my friends. I was going to help anybody I could to get better. Um, and I mean, I did that every day up until the day that, you know, Bobby Wilson came up to me and was like, Hey, Skip wants to talk to you. Um, and I mean, I, I still remember that day clear as day. I mean, I got a call the day before from my agent. He's like, Hey, it's your two minute warning. You might want to pack your bags. He's like, you're going somewhere. And I was like, perfect, sweet, let's do it, whatever. Uh, but I, I promised myself that I was going to go in the spring and be like, Hey, every single day that I am in a Texas Rangers uniform, I'm going to, you know, talk about winning a world series here. I'm going to try to help my teammates out. And I did that. Uh, and I mean, I remember Bobby Wilson coming to me and being like, Hey man, Skip wants to talk to you and put his arm around me. And he, you know, he shared his, his thoughts with me. He shared his words with me that I'll forever hold dear to my heart. Uh, and I sat down in that chair. Um, and then we had our conversation. I mean, I had my conversation with the, with the GMs and, and the manager and, and Bobby Wilson. And I, I definitely will hold those, that conversation as well close to me because that conversation meant a lot to me, a lot more than I think what they think. And I appreciated it so much more than probably what they think, because when they told me I was going to be a New York Yankee, you know, the first thing that came to my head, it wasn't winning a gold glove. It wasn't winning a platinum glove. It was winning a world series. Like it was time to win. Uh, and, and they knew that they knew that, uh, what they were doing. I mean, I felt like they were like, you know what, like, go ahead, man, it's time for you to shine. And, and, and I'm glad that they did that. You know, and I always said I'm, I'm forever thankful for the time I had in Texas. I learned so much from everybody, uh, the the from, you know, the lessons, the hard ones and the good lessons. You know, uh, I'm forever thankful for that. But that that day will forever be in my in my heart forever. For people who don't know, uh, listen, to Bobby Wilson is a former big league catcher. He is the Rangers catching coach, catching instructor uh, and probably a good managerial candidate at some point down yeah. the road here, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he knows his stuff. And I think he was in the Yankees system briefly later in his career before switching over to coaching. So he, he knows, yeah, he knows his way around. And uh, I've run into him plenty and uh, talked to him. He's a big fan of yours too, for sure. Um, so as I'm thinking about what's happening, going to happen this coming season, the rules changes that are in effect, some of them affect different guys different ways, right? Like we talked to Anthony Rizzo about uh, no shift and what that's yeah. going to mean. You can talk to uh, a base stealer about, you know, the, the the bases or you talk to pitchers about a pitch clock. Jose, as a catcher, all of these affect you, yeah. right? Game calling against a guy with no shift. Um, yeah. the, the bigger bases and the pitch, you know, everything that's going to affect go into stolen base attempts and the pitch yeah. clock working with the pitcher. Um yeah. Are any one of these bigger issue for you than others? Any one that you think has a bigger impact on the game than others? 
Yeah, I mean the shift. The shift's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, you get you see a lot of that. I mean Rizzo, man, Rizzo hits a lot of balls in the shift. Like that dude gets a lot of hits taken away from him, man. And and I think that's going to be big, you know, for hitters for offense. Um, and then I, I mean I think obviously like all of them are going to change a little bit. I feel like the pitch clock is not as much. Uh, our guys like to work pretty quick, anyways, and I feel like the pitch comp helps with that. Um, so I mean maybe maybe the bigger bases because guys are going to still more bases they're going to try maybe but uh for the most part it'd probably be the shift uh game planning like that you know not having that guy where you're like hey if you throw it here he's probably gonna hit the shift like you know so uh i think the i think the shift stuff is probably going to be the one of the biggest challenges uh other than that i feel like our pitchers do a good job with the with the running game and and the pitch clock stuff what, but you hit on something that I think is hard to under, explain sometimes. Maybe you can go into a little bit more about, you know, people say, why does he keep hitting it into the shift? You're pitching him so he hits it into the shift, correct? I mean, pretty much. some Most of the time, yes. Like, you, you, yeah. you know, guy has a tendency to roll over baseball. You know, you don't want to go away from that, uh, especially if that's an out there and you've got seven guys on that side of the field. You know what I mean? So uh, that's definitely going to be different. But that's definitely something that will – well, as an organization and as catchers and as pitchers, we'll all put our minds together and, and kind of work through that. So there is a left-handed power pitcher out there. He's got a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, a 85-86 slider, uh, Carlos Rodon. That's who all the Yankees fans are talking about right now. Are you familiar with this game, and are you hearing anything out there about him potentially being a New York Yankee? Uh, I'm very familiar with this game. I, we were actually teammates on Team USA in college. Uh, so uh, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I think I should probably reach out. Uh, but, I mean, everybody's hearing it, man. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, up to him. That's a, a business for him. You know what I mean? Uh, would we love to have him for sure, man? I'd love to have him on our staff. You know, he'd, he'd, add, he'd add, you know, a lot of stuff um, for sure. Uh, but I'm hearing what everybody else is hearing. Hey, uh, Kay, along the lines of the pitchers that you have on staff right now, you know, Clay Holmes struggled in the second half. A lot of that was injury related. And Frankie Montas didn't really uh, click the way that, you know, Yankee fans had hoped. Were there things specific about what you saw there that, you know, that that can, you know, maybe you can give Yankee fans a little bit of glimmer for what's to come and how they can improve going forward here? Yeah, I mean, I think what you, you hit it. I mean, right on the head, man. Injuries. Injuries suck. Injuries take a toll on you, not only like physically, but mentally, man. And and I think, um, like I said earlier, I, I, I think getting that close to a World Series, you know, appearance, I think that's going to drive everybody to be hungry, man. Like, I mean, I think that that's why we play. You know, that's why we play. We want to win a World Series. And, and I think a lot of these guys, you know, uh, myself included, that struggled, I think it's just going to make us hungry. Now, I got to ask you the question about the fans, man. At the end of the season, there was a lot of talk about, oh, it's hard to play in New York. The pinstripes are heavy. The fans are too tough on them. They boo them. But you, my friend, are a fan favorite. Uh, as soon as we made the trade for you and I saw that your your Twitter was hip, hip, Jose, I'm like, hip hip Jorge I'm like he's gonna get hip hip Jorge but honestly you got your own chant the Jose 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 and I've been in the bleachers leading that as soon as you come out of the bullpen yeah Uh, can we talk about the Yankees fans and what it's been like and the contrast from other teams and other ballparks what it's like playing in Yankee Stadium on I don't know a random Tuesday night is turned up I mean you're right man I mean the best fans in the world dude like no doubt you know and like you said the own chant for me coming out of the bullpen that's huge like that you know that's the kind of stuff that we talked about you know going from a from a night game to a day game that's the kind of stuff that jolts you man and that's what's great about the fans you know are the pinstripes you know is there some pressure wearing them for sure man but that comes with it man like you accept that and you go from there and you go you go do your job um and I feel like Man, like, I remember my first time playing at Yankee Stadium. I'll never forget it, man. Like, you you get everybody's best punch, man. Like, there's no doubt about it. And everybody can deny it. Uh, they can say, like, oh, they're just the Yankees. Like, no way, man. No way. Those lights are a little bit brighter. There's a little bit more history in that stadium and those fans. You, you understand, like, when you go into that stadium, like, 
you better be on your best behavior, you know, because fans are going to they're going to find every little thing to either boo you or cheer you. And the good thing about it, man, is like, honestly, like that's this is what you want as a kid. You know what I mean? This is what you hear about. You're like, dude, like, okay, they're booing me. Cool. As a visiting player, I was like, dude, boo me. That'll be cool. Like, you know, I think that's great. Uh, and I feel like as a home player, you know, you go out there and you're like, you're expected to win. We're expected to win. So we, we take a little pride in that. Jose, I want to show this to people who are to you and to people who are, are watching our feed and for listening, those listening, I will explain this to them. Um, I am speaking tomorrow, weather permitting up here at my uh, sister-in-law's career day for middle school. Um, I, I, I'm not going to be able to pull this off, but uh, you showed up at your son's career day in full Yankee uniform, including shin guards and catcher's mask. And that of the century. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. How was that received when you shot? Uh, first of all, how did you, you get all your equipment there? Because <laughs> and, and how was that received when you got when you showed up? Yeah, I mean, I took I took some of my equipment from the season. I brought it home with me and I, I, ha I happened to have a pair of pants and a and a jersey. Uh, but I think. Uh, Man, honestly, like they at the school asked me to do it and I was like, hundred percent I'll do it, but we just I don't want anybody knowing where my son goes to school. Like, please, you know, my privacy would be would be great. Uh so I mean, obviously I think I don't know where they grabbed the picture from, but somebody sent it in and I was like, All right, like somebody everybody was just like, Man, you you definitely need to post about this and talk about it. I was like, Nah, man, like, you know, my son wanted me to do it. He had he'd like the school asked me and my son was like, yeah, like, and I said, do you want me to show up in catcher's gear or like in uniform? And he's like, catcher's gear. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll, I'll do it. So I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go eye black. I'm going to go spikes. Uh, the only thing I didn't wear was a cup, but it's all right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was cool, man. It was a good moment. And honestly, like, I will tell you this right now, like, I wasn't the best presenter, like at all. Like there were some, there were some, some parents, that I was with, I was like, man, do y'all do this a lot? Cause I feel a lot of pressure right now to go after y'all. Like I learned about, you know, electricity. I learned about, you know, um, an 18 wheeler driver. I learned about, I mean, I learned about a lot of stuff that day. I was like, man, this is actually very interesting. And I mean, I was kind of just like, what's up guy. I actually got called. Uh, they asked me if I was an astronaut and I was like, no, I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> catcher. And they're like, okay. Like, and I was like, does anybody know where New York is? And they're like, no and my son was like yeah i know where new york is i'm like yeah i know you know where new york is dude but uh but yeah I, honestly like the the other parents did a really good job the, like they did a, a phenomenal job i want to make sure like they know that but yeah i mean it was you know it was cool it was it was, it was something cool something he'll remember for a while i think it's funny you just mentioned you know the kids in texas um you know do you guys know where new york is like when i was a kid I picked a football team in Texas called the Dallas Cowboys, and I didn't even know where Dallas was. How about them Cowboys? I know you're a Cowboys fan, and there are Yankees fans that are predominantly Giants fans, and they hate the evil mashup of Yankees-Cowboys fans. I'm one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely had to uh... – I had to stir it up a little bit, man. I can't be, I can't be perfect for them. Like I needed them to, I'm surprised they didn't know. Cause I mean, I've been kind of dropping hints all year. Like, Hey guys, like I'm a Cowboys fan. Like y'all should know this, uh, you know, but I, I definitely was like, you know what? Like we're going to, we're going to beat them and I'm going to tweet it and we'll just see where it goes, man. It is what it is. But you know, what's funny is that people, and I'll say this and I was actually going to put this out there. What people don't know, is they're probably going to like my son a little bit more than me now. My son's favorite team is the Giants. Hey, there you go. I have, I have video proof. Like, I was going to post it, but I was like, nah, forget it. It's all right. We don't need to do We don't need to share that with them. But, yeah, my son's fan is actually, like, a very big Giants fan. Like, I don't know why. I Who's think his favorite player? He likes the Giants. That's all yeah. he says. And I, I'll, I will ask him a question. I'll be like, hey, who's your favorite football team? You like the Cowboys, right? And he'll be like, the Giants the giants like he will there's a lot of people that know too there's a lot of people that i uh that i know that are giants fans and i send them the video and they're like wow this is crazy like people don't know this and i'm like nope my son's a yeah. huge like he just loves the giants like against the cowboys he'll be like dad go giants like and then he'll see like the ny logo on the bottom of the ticker and he'll be like dad look the giants put on the giants 
for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, I'm I'm obviously not gonna be like, hey man, you gotta like the Cowboys. Like, no, go for it. We'll just we'll just have a, a dispute at Thanksgiving, you know, whenever we're we're taking it to them like we do all the time. It's it's a rivalry thing, a family thing. My my older brother was a Giants fan, tried to make me a Giants fan, and I just had to go against. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, it's hey, you know what? Like, there's everybody knows why. I mean, it's like the Yankees, man. Come on. Like the Cowboys. Everybody loves that NY, man. That NY transferred over, you know. So he saw it over there too. That's a that's a big thing for him. Uh Jose, we've got you mentioned all the fun you had at Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up too. Um, I know you recently had tell us about Trevino's toy drive. Oh yeah. All the work you're doing in your um in your area there in Texas. We had a we had a nice little baseball tournament. I say a little. Uh, it wasn't little. It was huge. Uh, we had 75 teams uh, from all over the state of Texas. Um, I mean, all the way from Dallas up north, Dallas to like south, south Texas to like Rio Grande Valley and in between. So, uh, man, it was a lot of fun. We ran a tournament. Uh, MLB was out. MLB came out. MLB Playball Kids was out. Uh, Man, we had so many things. We had auction items. We had giveaways. We were trading pins. Uh, we had vendors there. We had food trucks there. Um, and we actually, the champions got uh, SR Bats, SR Wood Bats, the, the baseball bat company that I swing. Uh, they got rings from 24 Sports. Uh, and, the, and the bats were sponsored by a company that was like, hey, we want to help out. You know what I mean? Like, we really want to help out. So they were able to put their 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 company on there. Um, man, and it was, it was a blast. I mean, we had sunglasses. Uh, if you got to the championship, you got something. The runner up got, uh, Shady Ray sunglasses and the winners and the champions got, you know, they all got individual wood bats. So from SR, I mean, it was, it was incredible, man. And and the thing I will brag about, and I'll say this forever, like South Texas baseball is different. Like if you, if you can compete with a South Texas baseball team, like, you're pretty good because I think the, the competition's incredible. And we had eight divisions. Six of those divisions were won by teams out of Corpus Christi. So I'm going to brag on that. So I, I, I lay my hat on that one right there. Keith, this is a reason why he is a two-time Roberto Clemente Award nominee. These are the kinds yeah. of things he's doing in his community. Yeah. Yeah. I saw all that, the play ball stuff. that I had that in my notes to ask you about that. Uh, that lends itself to the next question about growing the game. I feel like uh, you know, it starts with the grassroots. It starts with the young kids. But I feel like Major League Baseball is in a great place uh, digitally with streaming. And, you know, yeah. this past year they were setting records for attendance across yeah. the nation. So can you speak to where you feel like the game is? I mean, I'm a fan of all sports. I love the Yankees and I love baseball. And I'm just like proud that like baseball is killing it right now. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I, and I like. I, I go about this. I say I love the Yankees. You know, I love my teammates, but I'm a baseball fan in general, man. I, I understand that right now is a great time, you know, to be watching baseball. You see how many star, like, athletes we have in this game in all shapes and sizes, man. I mean, look at – you go from Aaron Judge, who's six seven, you know, playing center field, hitting monstrous home runs, to me, who's, you know, five nine you know, scrapping away back there. You know what I mean? Platinum glove, platinum glove. You got got all different guys in all shapes and sizes, man. And I, and I feel like for me, the game is growing so much. And I think there's more we can do uh, on our side as players. And I think MLB in general, I think there's a lot of things that we can do to help grow the game and, and to give these kids more of a motivation to become uh, baseball players, because that's what I'm trying to do with, you know, the kids where I'm from, you know, I, I don't know many big leaguers from Corpus Christi, but I want them to be like, Hey, you know what? I, if, if he can do it, he's from my hometown. I want to do it too. And I want to make sure that they have, you know, every possible, you know, anything they need, anything they really need to, to, to make that dream come true because it really is a dream, man. Like we're chasing it every day. Uh, we talk about World Series and stuff and, and, and you know, winning and like it's a dream, man. It's it's what you see on TV. It's what you read in books. It's what's, you know, you read from 100 years ago. And and I feel like kids, if they have the ability to 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 want to do it, they need to have everything they can to to go and achieve that dream. Jose, I have just one more for you. Uh, MLB during the winter meetings uh, created an initiative with auction items to help 
the uh, uh, Boys and Girls Club in Uvalde. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we all know, follow what happened earlier this year in Uvalde. Uh, and you're you're not far from there. Um, do you have any involvement over there uh, with your, your foundation, anything like that? Yeah. So actually, we um, uh, the Elizondo Foundation, we put together something. Uh, it was kind of quiet. Uh, we kind of try to keep it on the down low a little bit, but we had uh, a couple of my friends from Uvalde. I call them my friends because we spent a little bit of time together. Uh, actually, the Friday before the tournament, we uh, we went to Six Flags and we rode a bunch of roller coasters and we rode around in the limo. We surprised them in in uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, the theme park, uh, man, and it was it was a good time. And, I, and I'm really close. Uh, to the era of Uvalde and I'm actually I'm planning on going over there to spend some time with a couple kids uh, and hang out uh, you know for a couple hours uh, and and kind of I, I know I, I we can't change what happened you know but we can we can help these these the people the families you know kind of get back on their feet kind of get back on track show them that you know there's still some good in this world um, and you know and if I can do that for them I, I, I would love to. Keith, you got one more? I don't. I, I'm just I'm happy that he made the time that we had him on. We've asked him a bunch of stuff, and all of his answers have been great. I don't have anything else. Jose, I think you've shown the rest of us. I mean, we we rattled off all the awards and things like that, but I mean, just the things that you've been just been talking about just now, uh, between all the all the work you do in your charity at home and how excited you are to use your platform as a Yankee and as a major league baseball player. To help all these people, I mean, you're you're a special guy to root for, and I think people just listening to this understand what's what's inside the heart. And you're, I know you're not the only one. There are other players who have the ability and the platform who feel what you're feeling, and maybe they don't articulate it all the time, but they're doing the same kinds of things that you are. And I think it's really special for people to hear that you're not just up there playing baseball on their TV. You're doing things to help out your community. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think, I think you know, guys, guys want to do this stuff. I know guys want to do this stuff, and and I've always said this: like, if they want to do it, like, reach out to me. I can help them. Like, I've done stuff for the past five or six years, and you know, it, it is tough. Uh, but in in the end, like, we are just trying to 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 help people. You know, want to live their dream, man. And and I'm by no means perfect. You know, and I don't think anybody is. I think everybody in this chat can can attest to that. We're not perfect people, uh, but can we strive to be better? A hundred percent, man. And I think that's what uh, these guys want to do. These guys want to be better and they want to help out any way that they can. So I think you're going to understand that um, I'm sure Keith will be there on March 30th, opening day. And the loudest cheer I know will go to Aaron Judge, no doubt about it. Yeah. But I don't think you'll be far behind. I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of. A lot of a lot of applause uh, coming your way too, and I think you earned it. And I hope uh, I hope you're excited about uh, getting ready for another full season over there. Oh yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Jose, thanks so much for giving us some time today. Merry Christmas to you and your family and everybody in Texas. And uh, listen, I think you know I'm a household full of Giant fans too, so <laughs> I'm not going to wish you too much good luck. But uh, I look forward to seeing you in uh, in spring training and maybe up here in New York along the way before then sometime. Uh, yeah. Thanks for all the time today, and happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Trevi, thanks, man. Enjoy the holiday. No doubt. All right, and he'll get back to work in the gym. Uh, that is Jose Trevino joining us on BXB, Bronx Baseball, the Yankees podcast from Odyssey and WFAN, uh, along with our producer, Ryan Chichester, and co-host, Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Uh, you can make sure you subscribe, download all that stuff. Uh, Keith, he's um, – He's a fun guy to talk to. We knew that all during the course of the season. But, man, I mean, we're still two months away from spring training. Don't you feel a little excited to see hear pitchers and catchers and, and get him back out on the field? Of course. Baseball is an all-year-round thing. And, uh, you know, excited to see the guys working out. He's up early. He's he's grinding. Excited to see the first thing he said was all that stuff was last year. Yeah. Like, he's already turned the page. Like, yeah, all-star, platinum glove, like – all that stuff was last year and he got his first taste of the postseason, and he didn't like how it tasted. So I think he's motivated. Uh, I think he can have a better year, his second year in pinstripes. And uh, that's the kind of guy you want leading the way. Um, I, I thought he was a great interview and I'm glad he made the time. And I, and I think it's, you know, it's kind of worth pointing out that he's, he, he took it on some of it on himself too. And you kind of hear that read between the lines, the um, you know, when he talked about the offense, right. His, 
he didn't have a great postseason offensively. He didn't have a great finish to the season offensively. But I think it's worth remembering um, you, when you play catcher, it's hard to – now, I'm not saying it hasn't happened because you obviously seen some guys do it, but it's hard to have a huge impact offensively catching in the playoffs because the long grind of the season wears guys down. Go back and look at some of Jorge Posada's uh, postseasons. They weren't great. You know, you're talking about, you know, playing games 170 and 180 of the, of, of the year. It becomes really tough from that position, from that standpoint, doing everything. So when you're, you know, the offensive game will sometimes suffer late in the season. Um, in, in the regular season, August, September, and even in October for catchers, I think he felt that. Uh, um, and he's kind of going through it for the first time. Interesting how he kind of paces himself through. But, you know, he talked about, you know, the offensive failures. And, you know, he wasn't trying to make excuses, but I think I think we all kind of understood what he meant. Yeah, no, he's not hiding from it. it, it we all know it, it was obvious, and it, it wasn't just him. And, you know, being the catcher, that's a tough job, especially in the postseason. Every pitch has more weight on it. Every matchup has more weight on it. And he talked about how much he prepares. So I'm, I'm sure he was heavily prepared to catch and, uh, you know, maybe um, wasn't as prepared at the plate or maybe he was prepared at the plate. He just didn't have success. But, like, that is motivation. That is a chip on his shoulder. I've heard Aaron Judge talk about – uh, 2021 and how they felt after they were eliminated by the Red Sox and how they kind of sat in there. And um, we've heard that the players don't leave the clubhouse until judge leaves, right? Like they follow his lead. And, you know, I can only imagine the feeling they had in their own clubhouse, getting swept by the Astros, having the Astros celebrate on their field. I, I'm hoping they all turn it into motivation. I'm, I'm hoping it fires them up and it pisses them off and they go into next season ready to play and, and trying to avenge that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, like, I guess he's not part of the recruiting process, but he said he is familiar with Carlos Rodon because they played together on a team USA back in the day. Um, you know, it, it does sound like though, like even though he's not part of the recruitment, you know, he knows what a big addition this would be if the Yankees were able to, to add a Rodon. You and I have talked about this pretty much all winter uh, so far, all off season, you know, the Yankees have a good pitching staff, but that doesn't mean that the back end is where they need to be focusing on. They really probably need to be focusing on the front end for a number of reasons. And Radon is still available. Sorry, I was muted. I didn't know that he was a former, you know, USA team, USA teammate. I hope he reaches out to him now. You know, I kind of dropped that because I was watching some uh, Carlos Rodon highlights and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the, what, you know, what the guy throws and I'm like, damn, I kind of want him. Um, and we're right there. But, you know, anything helps and anything like, you know, relationships matter. Like, I really feel like Trey Turner went to Philly and he turned down 42 million extra dollars to go to San Diego because Bryce Harper was there, a guy that he came up with. Um, I, I hope he does reach out to them. And I hope the Yankees are using that as like some type of way, like, hey, Carlos, maybe you don't need 30 million. You'll be working with your former teammate. Jose Trevino, maybe you'll yeah, yeah. take twenty-seven million. Yeah, no, pretty listen, listen, Keith, Keith, I like you and all, but if somebody said, you know, like uh, they'd pay me more and like, like working, it with doesn't work enough, like that. <laughs> wouldn't be enough to offset whatever they're going to pay me. Okay, um, Radon's still looking for that seven-year deal. Put go over two hundred. I got to imagine there's enough competition, and the problem is there aren't a lot of alternatives. I was, you know, checking around, talking to people this week about, you know, if you don't get him off the top of the market, there's not a lot. There aren't a lot of trade candidates. The best trade candidate out there is Shane Max Bieber. And he's not being traded. Shane Bieber. And and you know, I know they put Max Reed out there, but I think he gets that's, extended that's in stays in Atlanta. Like, look at the Braves, right? Like, because, you know, you're talking about championship contender. They're not trading top pitchers away. Uh, and that's why the, that's why Cleveland's not trading Shane Bieber. You kind of got to look for those under the radar guys or like good pitchers on bad teams who are getting closer to free agency. Those are the guys the Yankees tend to pounce on. If you think about, you know, when they trade for guys like James Paxton or um, uh, Jay Happ. Yeah, I mean, well, that was in season, but there are. There are guys like that that you, you kind of look for, and it's you know uh, Manaya last uh, before last season uh, when he got traded. Those are the kind of guys you look for. There aren't that many good ones around. I mean, you know, they're in on this. I knew they were in on this early, 
to what degree I wasn't sure. Now we're we're kind of sure that they they want and need Carlos Radon. And I think you're getting close to the point where you're, you know, you're you're within two weeks of Christmas and you gotta think, okay, maybe something has to get done here. Yeah, the report last night was that hey, St. Louis isn't gonna pay him what Scott Boris wants everybody to pay him either. And I was on air and I'm like, okay, process of elimination. It, that that makes it the Yankees and the twins that are supposed to pay him what he's asking for. I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I would like to see the Yankees get him. Uh, you, you lose Jamison Tyone. You got to replace him. And uh, I just, I'm dreaming of Carlos Rodon, Cole, Sevy, Nestor, Frankie Montas. Like, that, like if those are the five guys we're rolling with, you feel pretty good about that. I think the Yankees have, have uh, and they still have some work to do with relievers. Um, you know, we'll see uh, how, you know, they brought Tommy Canely back since you and I spoke, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, a part of the uh, the Yankee bullpen for a couple of years, had some successful years there, came back from injury with the Dodgers. And then um, and now he's back, uh, can be an important part of this as well. Uh but they're not done. You know, it was important to bring back Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo. Uh, now they need to fortify the top of that rotation. And we know that Carlos Correa is not going to be part of this. We know Trey Turner is not going to be part of this. You know, the middle of the infield is, you know, I I said probably a month ago, it just feels like it's Oswald Peraza's job to lose. And then we'll see how that develops as it goes on. But it's going to be a big spring for Peraza probably. I can't call it. I'd rather it be Oswald Peraza than IKF. IKF is a good, like, insurance play. Uh, I also want them to fast-track my Jersey boy, Anthony Volpe. It's going to be a fun spring training. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going down there uh, already. I'm already thinking about it. And there's just so many things that can happen. There's so many things that are yet to happen. It's an exciting time. I, I know fans are getting impatient, and I've been playing into the fans' frustrations and, uh, you know, just – the Yankees not spending a week after Aaron Judge was signed, but I'm not worried. I, I I know that they know they're right there and they have to kind of push their chips in and fill the holes. And uh, I think they have a good mix right now of uh, veterans, guys that have been in the league for, you know, almost 10 years. And then you get that injection of, of youth. And I think it can make for a good mix. And that might be the right formula to get back to the World Series. And let's remember, there's not a deadline on this, right? I mean, this is not like free agency in other sports. Those are salary cap leagues, so there's a timeline to how quickly guys sign. There is not a salary cap in baseball, so there is no timeline. And that's why – and there's no deadline for making improvements. The guy we talked to, talked to – you know, Jose Trevino talked to us about the day he got traded at the end of spring training. And look what an important piece he turned out to be for the Yankees. Um, and last year was different because of the lockout and, and, and all that, but there are still deals to be made in the spring that um, that can impact the big league team in a big way and you're not going to know until the season plays out so uh, obviously you're never done um, and you know this is this is kind of just a time of year I guess when we just want everything done because we expect presence right well it doesn't always work that way yeah and uh, being in New York the team on the other side of New York They've got Santa Claus, and uh, he comes through with presents back-to-back Decembers, and it's tough for the Yankees fans. Like, what about us? Didn't we used to do that? But, hey, patience. Patience, you must learn. That's a a Yodaism. I'm familiar with the Star Wars series. Godfather, kind of shaky on. Star Wars, I'm good on. That's good. I'll give you a point there. That's good. Um, And, like – yeah, it's because it's great because you weren't even born when they came out, right? So, so this is good. <laughs> I like, I like that. See, this this gives us this gives us a little hope that you know the Godfather is before you were born. Star Wars was too. You caught up on those. Maybe you'll go back and and we'll figure this out. What's I mean, the Yan- you can't be a Yankees fan and not be familiar with Star Wars. I'm it's it's kind of weaved in. I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem yourself. Okay, uh, give me your favorite. Give me the one movie that you're watching over and over again, Christmas movie, holiday movie, that you're watching over and over again this month. What's your favorite of the genre? Uh, so, I mean, I, I grew up kind of a Scrooge, a Grinch. Okay. Used to, used to hate Christmas. Honestly, came around for my wife because she loves Christmas. Like, you can't you can't be a Scrooge and no. marry someone that loves Christmas. It just doesn't work. So you liked watching Scrooge because you were one. Is that what happened? I'm getting there. 
Oh. I can watch Scrooge any iteration. I love the Muppets version of um, what's it, a Christmas Carol. It's I think that's the actual name of it. It's not called Scrooge, but they did just come out with another Scrooge. I tried to watch it on Netflix. I this is another thing about me. I cannot watch any sing along movies, any like musicals. That's what it's called, <laughs> sing along movies. <laughs> you can't yeah. sing along if you don't know the words. Oh. <laughs> I I can't I, I cut it off. So I tried to watch the new Scrooge on Netflix and they just broke into a song as they're walking down the street. And I'm like, nah, you lost me. Yeah, that's the the Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds one, the new one that's on Apple. It's it's okay. It's not as funny as it needs to be, but I mean, if you don't like musicals, I'd stay away from it. That's there's a there's a lot of song happening, especially early in that movie. Um okay, so you're a script. Ryan, let's bring Ryan in here. Ryan, do you have a um, do you have a favorite Christmas movie that you're watching this time of year? Home Alone, always Home Alone. I love Home Alone. Yeah, I like that they made that seem even at least a little bit realistic to say, okay, I can see where it's possible where you you know power goes out and kids in the I can see where it's kind of possible. The fact that they it happened a second time a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, uh, and like a nine year old survives alone in New York City while being tracked by two burglars. Yeah, it got a little less realistic. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Elf. I will watch Elf 12 months out of the year, okay? It's not just a Christmas movie to me. And listen, I, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That's fine. Um, I will watch Elf in March, in July, in August, and in December. That's that's just me. Four food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Listen, we got to run. Uh, make sure you check out all of our past episodes. Our last episode, we had a uh, wonderful before Aaron Judge news. We had a great chat with Bernie Williams and uh, Jose Trevino. Special thanks to him and all the great work he's doing as well. Ryan Chichester is our producer. Keith McPherson is my co-host. Get us at Odyssey, anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening.